Andrew Boyer, middle-aged white man. Ladies, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We can make him better than he was before. Better. Smarter. Woke. Please don't say woke. What happens when you take Facebook arguments between friends who don't agree and have them face to face? I'm Xanthi. And I'm Andrew. And this is We've, We've Got, Got Issues. Issues. Oh, what episode is this, first of all? Well, this is episode six, and actually we're live, Xanthi. Oh! Welcome to uh, We've Got Issues, folks. Um, I'm trying to keep track. Yes. No, I think this is episode episode six. No, it's episode seven. Is that right? I'm pretty sure. I think you might be right. But anyway, welcome back. Uh, we are here the basically the day after the whole, or the day of the Al Franken story. Day after. Day after. The day after the Al Franken story um, uh, dropped. In our usual in, uh, uncanny way of being so closely tied to what's going on right now. Yeah. We don't mean to just sort of beat the same drum, but that just seems to be the drum the world is beating. I still spend a lot of time laughing when I think about the fact that our first episode was the day of the Weinstein story, and that you were pretty sure that we would be done with the sexual harassment thing. We'll be moving right on. And honestly, like in the way the world used to be, it would have been done. But this, uh, in a world in which stories move past with like lightning speed and it's sort of like dizzying, like, oh my God, we're on to the next thing now. This this one definitely has some staying power. So Yeah, and actually, I think that as we're going to talk about with the Franken story, I think that there's a big bet. And essentially, I see it as a bet that, that, that the Democrats are making that this story will have staying power. I and think so. And so, um, we'll, but we'll talk about that. That's a little teaser for you, as we call it, in, <laughs> as we professionals call it in, in the, the biz. biz. <laughs> yeah, so let's, uh, but let's first, uh, we're going to go back to Not My Tribe, uh, our, uh, our famous bit in which we do the uh, news quiz. But in this case, the news quiz is taken from the other side of the political aisle. And, Which I think um, you're claiming is your side, kind of. Yes. Well, yes. And uh, and so um, starting that, reluctantly let's see if you can get three out of five. Um, and uh, so here's the, this is all called from like uh, Breitbart and Fox News and all things that you don't read. Some of them I think were kind of interesting. Um, so first one is uh, one a media organization. It's multiple choice, so it's oh. a little bit of a layout. Okay. Uh, a media organization this week had its now sixth firing uh, due to sexual harassment since the Harvey Weinstein story. Was that media organization Fox, Bloomberg, or NPR? NPR. <laughs> and it's honestly, I think I could have gotten that without the multiple choice because, dude, this is hitting me close to home. Yeah. Do you think that it's that NPR is just like, hey, they're they're more sent that they're firing people more um, actively because you know that's part of who they are, so they're like, we have to be on top of um, it. Sort of like the Franken thing. Um, that may be part of it. Yeah. For sure. Um, I do actually want to clarify a little bit just to be really specific, which is. They've actually only fired, I think, two people. They've suspended Leonard Lopate, okay. who I've always thought actually was an unregenerate sexist in his the kind of questions that he asked, but that's a different story. You can't be fired for that. Uh-huh. Um, and they've also suspended Jonathan Schwartz, okay. who I always sort of felt like was like my grandpa, but my friend pointed out he was kind of a creepy grandpa always, uh-huh. which is true. Um, and then John Hockenberry, who I really liked, who was the host of the, tr- the what, what's his show called? Um, 
Can I just say you're way, way more up on this than I thought you would be? I'm deep. I know. But like, I just want to say like, he actually, he actually left his show Uh in the summer before any of these allegations came out. I'm not giving out any bonus points. If you're trying to get extra credit, (laughs) I think you are. Uh, It's not going to work. All right. Well, who's to say why? But you, you, uh, that was a layup apparently for you. So, all right, we'll move on to the second one. This one was a dunk. I think you won't know this and, but it actually did well on Breitbart and I thought it was an interesting story and I think you'll figure out why they, they didn't cover it anywhere else. So uh, a pornographic actress uh, named August Ames committed suicide yesterday. Did you hear the story? I did. Oh, you did? Darn it. And uh, after, and then the reason that she committed suicide purportedly was because she was harassed on Twitter yeah. by liberals. What was the, um, what was the thing that led to her being cyberbullied. That led to her being cyberbullied. It was because she said she wouldn't film sex scenes with men who had had sex with other men. And then she was targeted for being homophobic. Yes, that's exactly right. So I would like to say that I did read this article How in you... a British newspaper uh-huh. online because someone I know posted it on Facebook. Uh-huh. And really what was striking to me is that in this article, ostensibly about her suicide and cyberbullying, there were maybe 10 photos of her boobs. Oh, is that right? And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Because I thought the story was about someone getting cyberbullied, but apparently still her boobs were more Wait. interesting than what happened to her. Right, right. Well, I'm sure that like that they, you know, it's a salacious story and they wanted to get the clicks. And then it actually, it's a story with everything. If you're a right winger, like in the sense that it has homophobia, it has pornography, sex, it has pornography. <laughs> it's what every GOP story. Wants. It has liberals, cyberbullying. You know, it's, it is, it's like, it's the perfect right wing story, which is, I thought you would not get it, but you nailed it. So two out of five. Listen, relentless reading of Facebook has some benefits. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it's this, you know, if we were doing the game last week, like this was like, 10 on the social media scale and one on the actual matter scale. Exactly. Um, so uh, the third one, I just see if you know this, because what is the name of Mueller's associate who was fired for having pro-Clinton leaks? Yeah, I actually don't um, know his name. I did hear that this happened. It was yes. A, I thought it was an FBI agent. Yeah, was, sorry, did, did I say that? Yeah, Robert Mueller's FBI agent. He was involved in a bunch of different things. Um, he was, I guess, in charge of looking into Hillary's emails. Uh, and then also, uh, may, there's an issue around whether or not they kind of got that uh, dossier, right. the, the Trump dossier, and then used that to get a, a FISA court right, um, right. I uh, kind of just want to say that even though I don't know his name, as someone who's half Greek, I really enjoyed that George Papadopoulos' name was like being like yes. flung around. So I, I just want to say that I hope this guy's name is something like... Speedy the Lopulus or something like it's, that. Uh, it's a good name. Oh, it's, good. Uh, and, you know, for the guy that's going to be our villain from the from the right, <laughs> it's Strzok. Peter, <laughs> it's Peter Strzok. Or I don't know what that is. S-T-R-Z-O-K. Strzok. Oh, no. That must be like Czech or something. But he's the one that, like, there's like two or three articles every day on Peter Strzok. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, oh, he's wow. the guy who, like, you know, because the, the big argument now that, that Trump is going to try to make is like, well, the FBI is riddled with um, partisan um, Right. But it's so interesting to me because, you know, he did this, I mean, he has been on like a crazy, crazy series of tweets, even more than usual lately. Yeah. And one of them was this tweet about the FBI and saying that its its reputation is in tatters. Yeah. It's at the lowest, it's at the lowest level it's ever been, which I'm assuming was in reputation, in in, in, uh, reaction to this. But like, 
he appointed the FBI director, right? Christopher Wray. Yeah. Um, well, I think he's suggesting that it's actually, it goes deep. It's no, same, it's, it's not no, just it's, the guy at the top, but like the whole organization fine. Is, is, has been appointed by, you know, by, you know, liberals over time. And, and it's people against him. But it's exactly his same argument, which is when he kept arguing that the election was rigged, the election was rigged, the election was rigged, and then he won. <laughs> and yeah. he was like, yeah, no, I guess it was rigged, but it still didn't work. And I still he, he won. Did, he did say that. Yeah. It's, but it's exactly the same thing, right? Which is this, like, there must be some term for it in in the philosophy of arguing, right? right. Which is this idea that you constantly claim that you're being yeah. um, discriminated all... against until things go your way, in which case, like, well, we'll just shove that under a pillow right. and be done with it. No, that. that's right. He's always under, he's, he's always on attack, yeah. and he's always trying to cast doubt on... Um, on things actually that people sort of uh, weren't even thinking about, he'll he'll yes. sort of be like, you know, like, like when the, he like when he put down the Pope, right? Or he or like for example, recently he just threw a trial balloon over whether the Access Hollywood tape was faked, yeah, right? Billy Bush and came in and said, right. actually, I was there and it but did happen. But it's sort of what's so interesting is that. He, he that he gets away with it in such a way that you know like everyone's like no Trump obviously that's not and he's like okay fine it's but not it's, no, it's but he's like but I wanted to see if it would stick and like sometimes it does so it's brilliant brilliant psychological manipulation it for some reason his it unique works. skill to quote you from yes, last unique week skill one of his <laughs> no no skills. no just his only one uh, so you are you are two right one wrong and the fourth question we have five tonight today um, so in the Roy Moore. Um, in the Roy Moore uh, election, uh, Doug Jones got criticized this week, um, largely by the right wing me media, for a flyer that was sent out to uh, the uh, Doug Jones supporters. What was the controversial yep. flyer? Got me on this one. This is definitely not a story that the it, New York Times it's, covered it's the or one NPR. That, it's the one that's actually got the highest sort of flames on Breitbart, but apparently it was a, and I don't even know really the story behind it but it's a it's a picture of a black man saying like if a black man you know uh went out with like 13 year old girls would you elect her a senator him a senator oh. and um and then of course like the african-american community in alabama is like well this is kind of racist and making, <laughs> like making us uncomfortable and, yeah that seems and, maybe ill-conceived and um and so then all of the you know, all the right wingers jumped on it, right, but of course the it. question we have to ask, and I didn't hear about this, so I don't know the answer. But like, was this actually a flyer put out by the Moore campaign, be, or was it, you know, some fringe Moore supporter, or or conspiracy theory alert? Was it, you know, maybe someone trying to discredit the Moore campaign? Absolutely, could be a false flag that operation. False flag. Which you're exactly. looking for. Yeah, no, I I had the same thought. Um, which is to say, nobody knows where these flyers came from, right. so maybe they just sort of set it up. But to it's be lighting like, up. It's lighting up Breitbart. Um, but it's lighting up Breitbart. Which I have to say, like, this is a fascinating thing that's happening right now, which is people seem to be abandoning their normal ideals left and right if it means that they can defend what they want to defend. So, for example, like, I just read that Newt, yeah, like, Newt, like, oh, look Gingrich, at this racist. Newt yeah. Gingrich is well, you're defending Al Franken. I know, I know. We're getting to it. That's next. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's right. Um, All right. So, last one, and this is just one that I think uh, just to sort of challenge, uh, the challenge that the Democrats are going to be having, I think, in 2018 and in 2020. Mm -hmm. So uh, unemployment 
uh, hit a 4.1, a 17-year low in the U.S. But, yeah. but here are um, some year-to-date returns of stock markets. And so your job is to put these in, in order, and there's five, but the one of them is very easy. So... Um, Do I have to do this even if I like hate the fact that people use the stock market as like their only indication of how the economy is doing? Well, I actually have, I have, um, I I knew you were going to say that. And so (laughs) I, uh, because I know you well. And so actually, you know what, I'll do four. So uh, one of them is the U.S., one of them is uh, Germany, Mm -hmm. one of them is China, uh, and one of them is Venezuela. Okay, so those are the those are the four, right? This is how their stock market is doing. How the stock market has done over the last year, and uh, so what did I say? I said Germany, China, U.S., and Venezuela. Uh-huh. And here are the numbers. Okay, seventeen percent up, seventeen percent up, twenty six percent up, four point five percent up, and three thousand four hundred and seventy four percent up. <laughs> Three thousand four hundred and seventy-four percent up. Yes. Okay. So those are the different stock so markets. So I have to match those match to the those, country. Match those to the country. Yeah. Um, okay. Venezuela's four. Which is what is three thousand four hundred and seventy-four percent up? Oh no, four percent. Ah. Oh no, actually the seed. Now, why would a country have a three thousand four hundred percent stock gain? Because something terrible's happened. Yes. But really, that ha- I'm not an economist, well, obviously. Uh, yeah, the, the one thing you should look at that is one of those things is really, really weird. Right? Weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so um, wow. the I mean, reason that a the reason that a stock market might go up that much, right? If you have horrible inflation, is if you have horrible inflation. Oh, okay. And so your boulevard is okay. completely okay. deflated. So, okay, so, so, so I was on the one, right track, but also the wrong track. Yes. Yeah, so that you. that crazy one is actually Venezuela. Okay, so we're gonna knock that one out. Um, and so, the other thing is that then you don't want to keep your money in bank. This was interesting. You don't keep your money in banks, right? So then you invest it in assets. And so the stock market also goes up. But that just seems weird to me because like how could assets in Venezuela be a good investment? Right. Well, you're just putting your money into anything you can besides banks. Wow. You know okay. savings. And then also because Bolivar is going to disappear, it goes down every day. So. So partially that's their, that's the stocks are valued in Bolivar. So Got like, okay. but then partially it's actually going up a lot because you're like, you know, I'm buying whatever Got I it. can. So I never took Econ 101. No, I, I just thought that was. I, I guess that's obvious. I thought that was, <laughs> and the reason I included that, Xanthi, is to make your point, which is to say, just because your stock market's going up, doesn't mean <laughs> things are going well. So Got I was, it. Okay, I was, good. Okay, good. That was there for you. Um, now, everyone, now, now everyone's learned something. I know. I don't think I'm the only one. I learned that too. Because <laughs> I put a lot of research into this show. All right. So All right, uh, let me do so the now. others. Um, let's say, I mean, can I say, uh, I honestly don't really know the answer to this. Okay. Um, and I'm a little embarrassed that I don't know the US one. This is how much it went up over what period of time? Over the last year. Just the last year. I mean, I'm going to say the US is either 17 or 26. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with 17. No. no. Damn. U.S. is actually 26% okay. and it's higher than, way higher than Britain and France and Germany, which are all sort of in the, because I was curious. I was like, hey, is the U.S. doing better on the stock market than everywhere else? And yes. And do you know why? Because every time Trump says something that is regarded as quote unquote pro-business or yeah. when the Senate passes this tax return, tax reform or tax realignment, um, the stock market goes up. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that's, that's part of it. And then I think also... Um, 
my friend Bill Collins explained it to me, and, and uh, I just giving him a little shout out there, and I could go into it, but I think we're going to go into more juicy things that are going to be more interesting for our readers, <laughs> listeners. So, um, although right. they read too, they're, they're readers too. So, uh, so who does the so 4% who do you think go the 4% with? goes to? I guess Germany. No. Oh my God, I'm wrong on yeah. every single one. Okay. <laughs> China. Okay. China. So uh, China's 4%, Germany is 17%, U.S. is 26%, and Venezuela is 3,400. Well, I think I deserve some kind of prize for being wrong on yes, all four. Were, well, I think it's interesting because it just it shows some ways, like when you say, well, is Trump doing a terrible job? Um, he may be doing a terrible job socially. Um, but if you were somebody who was really betting based on how you were a year ago yeah. and you had a 401k or something yeah. like that, you might say, yeah, well, he's an embarrassment, but I'm in a better position now than I was 12 months ago. Oh, God, Andrew. It's a worry. My point is to worry. It is you... a worry. Because the truth is also that we've oversimplified economy doing well. We've made that equal to stock market going up. And a lot, and I know a lot of really smart people, actually, who feel that way. Yeah. And who are never happier than when the stock market is going up, even if everything else is burning down around their ears. Yes. All right. Uh, total, totally uh, <laughs> agree with that. So, uh, which was my whole Venezuela point. Yes. But um, all right. Wait. So does that mean our economy? Does that mean our stock market might go up three thousand percent next year? Well, if we get massive, massive uh, inflation, uh, <laughs> well, that would mean our economy would crash. Yeah, yeah. that would be bad. But uh, but I think what actually is happening. Uh, I'm going to talk. I was going to yeah, talk yeah. about the whole thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. going to do it. Okay. So how did you do? You got two, two out of five. <laughs> so you don't win our prize. <laughs> Uh, Milo Yiannopoulos on your home answering machine. Oh, thank God. But um, but that is... I'm that. so relieved not to win. Not my tribe, folks. See, I read Breitbart, so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on. Uh, let's talk about oh. Al Franken. So I feel like we have this like big can of worms on the table. We're going to open it up. <laughs> yeah. And now, here we go. And we both have a lot to say about this, I'm afraid. And, okay, so can I just first say this? And... I'm going to talk a little bit now, and I realize that I should be talking less than Xanthi because we're supposed to be a gender-neutral podcast. <laughs> and so if this upsets you, you can just skip ahead two minutes because maybe more like four because I'm going to tell a story. Andrew is biologically driven to speak more. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm sorry. And uh, we'll I've make got it... My, I've got my stopwatch out. Go. <sighs> okay. So really quickly about Al Franken. Yeah, um, don't rush that uh, he, uh, I have an Al Franken story, and I feel like I'll never get another chance to, to have to tell this story, so I'm just going to tell it. So in like the 90s, I used to go to this thing called Renaissance Weekend, which was this Clinton thing, and Al Franken was deep in the For Clinton For a minute, camp. I thought it was like Renaissance Fair, but mm. it's not like that. I Renaissance get Fair is like a medieval yes. role-playing yes. fantasy. That's thing. right. This is not what you did. No. Okay. Uh, but but you, you get that a lot, and uh, <laughs> no. So I didn't. We, I wasn't jousting with Al Franken so or drinking drinking I was, mead. I was um, enjoying pictures. But it was this sort of these crazy things. It actually, I was there at the exact same time that that Bill Clinton was was actually having the affair with Monica Lewinsky. It was oh. like during the furlough when things mm -hmm. were shut down. But um, at the time, I was in law school, and so I Al Franken was there, and his wife. Bonnie is the nicest person in the world. She's a sweetheart. And is so, she also from Minnesota? Because that makes sense. Yes. No, she's, I think, from Massachusetts. But she is hmm. couldn't be a nicer person. Um, I, actually, I even have her cell phone. She gave me her cell phone number. That's how nice. Okay, I've, now this is sounding a little sketchy, Andrew. It was not sketchy. So basically, I at the time, I was sort of talking to her. And I was like, well, I'm kind of working on this sketch comedy thing for, for my law school, like law review. 
And I was like, uh, as one does, as one does, because anything not to, to do my work. And um, and I said, well, do you think Al would help me with it? And she's like, oh, sure. And so, wow, that is like a so I'm so I go to request. I go to his. Well, I didn't even think. Maybe I wasn't even that. Whatever. I that we talked, and she's like, oh. So anyway, I go over to their hotel room mm-hmm. and um and he opens the door is, in a bathroom it's not going that way <laughs> and basically he really doesn't want to deal with like this kid who like she's being really really nice and making him do something he doesn't want to do yeah and so i kind of was saying well we kind of want to do this skit about pulp fiction like what do you think and like in a second one point i was like so uh these guys are drinking espresso and he looks at me and he's like he gives me this withering look and he's like Espresso has less ca- less caffeine than coffee. Like, and he just that's his that's his whole point. But that's so true. And, and what it what it the whole point is just like you suck. Your idea sucks. Like, get out of my room. Yeah. He said all of that in espresso has less caffeine than coffee. And um, and the point of this story mm-hmm. was that like Al Franken is a brilliant guy, mm-hmm. but he's kind of a kind of a cold guy and kind of a jerk. Like, he, I found him, at that point, I was just like, okay, your wife was so nice, and I'm sorry to bother you, but, right, like, right. he was just he, not a nice person. Right. Um, th- this is an opportunity to just, he could have just said, like, three things, like, oh, this is a funny idea, yeah. but why don't you try this, that, that, and he's just like, espresso. So, anyway, <laughs> so that's my Al Franken story. And the only reason I mentioned that, which is to say that, all of, like this whole thing about him, I feel like all of these women, he probably did not, not only do I completely believe these women, mm. but I think he also probably did it in a way that because he's such sort of like a kind of a jerk, like yeah. kind of an, uh, he's an asshole basically. Um, there's no way that like they could give him, they, they, they couldn't even give him a pass on it. Cause he just like, he just comes across that way of just being nasty and unpleasant. Yes. From your one experience. Right. Whereas if Bill caveat. Clinton put their arm around him and maybe like gave him a little squeeze and a hug, like like it would be different probably because he was just a jerk. Um, so that's, that's <laughs> okay. which is say he's brilliant, but that's my Al Franken story. And partially I just wanted to tell that story because I had that horrible I face. have no Al Franken story, sadly. Yeah. I did not come in any contact with him and I wasn't even really a fan of his, so to be like, totally so honest. How's your espresso now, Al? That's what I want to know. How's your it's damn under, espresso? It's under-caffeinated. God, uh, yeah. Um, well, I've been thinking a lot about this Al Franken thing because, as you might imagine, it's causing you know massive consternation among... People who supported him politically and who, you know, consider him a member of their tribe. Um, And I guess I would have to put myself sort of in that category. You know, he was a progressive. He was in the Senate. We desperately need progressives in the Senate. Um, And, you know, losing him feels really bad. And I guess what I've been most interested in is watching people for whom it feels really bad spin out of control online. Um, and in articles. In where, his defense. Well, in his defense, kind of, where they're basically like saying things. And I don't know if you heard about this, but you know, one thing that's getting all, gaining a lot of currency in certain circles is this idea that he's been set up, right? That like Roger Stone huh. had um, conspired with Leanne Tweeden, who was the first woman who came forward to accuse him. And that they've cooked, that the right wing has targeted Franken. They figured out like which Democrats can we go, can we get, and that this whole thing is like a giant conspiracy. And 
as as good as it might feel could, to, could to it believe be? that. Could it could that be true? I don't I, I don't Not, who knows, right? I, but it but it could be I mean, true. All conspiracies could be true. I mean, that's the point of a conspiracy theory is that you can't entirely disprove it and therefore yeah, people who want to believe point. it keep believing it. Um, but I guess I was thinking on the way here, especially that we really have to be super careful about attribution bias in this case, which is something I'm thinking about more and more. And for those of you who don't know what that is, or maybe have just learned about it the way that I have, it means that like when someone on the other team does something terrible, you say that person is a bad person. Right. And then when the person on your own team does something equally terrible, or maybe the exact same thing, you say, well, right. the act was terrible, but Right. There were mitigating circumstances. Right. He's not really a bad person. There were reasons why this happened, right. et cetera, et cetera. Right. Bill Clinton likes women too much. Right. It, That's the that classic kind of example. Thing, right? right. And I think we have to be super, super careful about this because it just makes us ultimately as bad as the people who are defending Roy Moore, as the people who are defending Donald Trump, um, because we're we're trafficking in the exact same kind of like ridiculous conspiracy theories and attribution bias that they are. So we're no better than them. And I think to me, like, that's what I, you know, that's what I think the Democratic Party is doing here, is I think that they, someone like Kirsten Gillibrand is saying, like, we gotta stop. Like, we're not gonna defend this person simply because he's on our team. We have to be better than that. We have to be above that. Um, and I think people who are freaking out about losing Franken are missing the bigger picture, which is, um, even aside from whether he's guilty or not guilty, he essentially has lost a no-confidence vote amongst his colleagues. Right. Right? And it, when you lose a no-confidence vote in many countries, you lose power. Like, there is, in fact, mechanisms in other countries where they take no-confidence votes and people uh, have to resign. Like, that's how it works in other places yeah. and for good reason. And I think what's happened to Franken is he lost a no-confidence vote among the Democrats and they're getting rid of him. And they're making a, a very strong point with that. And they're basically saying, like, when are the when is the Republican Party gonna take its no confidence vote on Donald Trump? Interesting. Well, there's a lot there. I mean, I think uh, first of all, I think that the the Kristen Gillibrand thing, you know, and all these wi women and, and other Democrats are piling on. And Schumer. I mean, it's and not just women. The people who are piling on to, to Franken, I think there's two parts of it. I think one, which is to say they're hoping that this issue of sexual harassment is going to last until next November and that it's really going to motivate women to come out in force for the Democrats. Yes. And they're making that calculation. And they're saying, if that is a key issue, we can't we can't be seen to have said we are not going to be tough Absolutely. on this. Absolutely. And so they're making that, that strategic. They're making that strategic play, and I actually think it's going to look like a mistake. And the reason I think that, I think from a strategic standpoint, I think it'll be a mistake, is I think that Franken was a was a much more valuable piece, like in a chess way. Like he was like a queen in a, in a sense that he was somebody who could use humor. Uh, and ridicule and his his uh, you know his style to in in a debate scenario yeah. with Trump or yeah. something to to really just like take and we saw that a lot in the in the Senate he was just really good who was at, he quite, it was Betsy DeVos well, I think he, that what, he especially eviscerated exactly he would just have a way when people were spinning or doing bullshit or whatever of just making them look stupid yeah. and making them like like how he made you look stupid when you were in his hotel room something like that 
It's a very good point. So uh, yes, except maybe, you weren't. You know, it was his, you shouldn't have been his, his unique enemy. talent, and so it's making me feel stupid. And I did. I felt very stupid. In fact, after he said that espresso thing, he's like, "Okay, I gotta go." I so guess that is actually time, the point of your story. It's not that he's a jerk. It's I, that he's really good at making people look stupid. I I think maybe right, um, but it, but so that's so. So that's why I think, so I think you're making a calculation, one, that like he's expendable, which yeah. I actually don't think he was. I actually think oh, he was. Oh, come on. All senators ultimately are expendable. Well, Barack Obama in 2002 wouldn't be expendable, even though he didn't become president until 2000. Like he was, he was a key piece. And like you saw him as being a key piece. And I think definitely Franken was thinking about a presidential run. And I think they took him out. But Andrew, that's the good news now. Like everyone is missing. This is another thing I was thinking is like, hey, the good news is now he can run for president. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I don't think he can. Why not? Uh, well, it would be interesting if he could. But I think he's he's lost. I mean, it's, it's funny it's, when it, when it's, this first went out, when it first came out, I actually thought, oh, this is good for him in a way. Because like, if he does, when he does run for president, he'll have this behind him and it won't be like, it won't ruin him. But then it just I kept going. Being, I would like to say, uh, just to clarify, I am being facetious. And yeah. my point is not that Al Franken should run for president. No, it's I that it. when you are facing voters, yeah. apparently sexual harassment right. uh, claims mean nothing. But yeah. when you're actually being voted out by your colleagues on a no confidence yeah. vote, it does matter. So, so, so I think so. There's there's that issue, which is to say, I think it's a I think it's a strategic mistake from the Democrats. But like, hey, I don't I don't know that I'm really rooting for that team right now. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> but I think the thing about the story that that I felt, you know, badly for for him, and and the part that I that I was really troubled with was the point that some people were making, which was to say that you know some people are saying, well, look, it's what he did was wrong, and um, yes, it wasn't the kind of thing like rape where it was wrong, but it was st still wrong. And therefore, like, we just shouldn't have people like that in our Senate who do something like that, that who do treat women like that. You're going to say way. something here about slippery slope. And I think it, I think just talking about this, yeah, it's, it's slippery slope and what some people were calling uh, moral flattening, yeah. right? Which is to say, there's, there's a world of difference between grabbing. And I, this is not condoning Between grabbing that. a fan's butt in a photo. Yeah. And um, serially raping women. Yes. It or would. grabbing them in other places in a, other ways, a, perhaps. I don't know. And, and I think the problem with arguing that like, well, but they're both wrong and they both need to change. The pro and therefore, you know, the appropriate remedy in both cases is to lose the Senate job. Um, I, think, I think the problem with that is then you open up, there is this infinite amount of things that are more wrong right. and worse than grabbing a woman's butt in a well, photo. I mean, this is why you start to wonder, like, where are we going? Right. Because, I mean, if this is the line that they're going to draw, right. I mean, you know, we've talked a lot on this show about how, you know, a lot of men in the world are nervous because they're like, oh my God, like, I think back on stuff that I did and am I going to get in trouble? But think, like, how many politicians right now are really nervous because oh. they're thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, how many, how many things yeah. have I done I think, that I might get accused I of? I think everyone is thinking like Franken, like I, part of me, I think Al Franken's doing this being, he's, he's just saying like, to hell with this. Like, if you guys don't see that I'm a good person, like, and that I didn't really like do, and, and so I'm actually, part of me says he really did do this. That's why I opened it. Like I, I said, yeah. he did do this and he's kind of a jerk. But at the same time, I think Franken's like, Saying like, look, if you don't see that everything that I've done 
is like outweighs this and at some level like that you don't think that I should be here then he's like I can't I'm stay. out I'm out right but I don't think he's resigning out of peak I don't think he wants to resign right he's he's definitely like if you listen to his voice in the speech that he gave he's furious he's furious and yes, he's not he is and he doesn't want to go it but I but I think you know he I think right now we're in this period of um and it's not his, it's it's this period of correction in which we're going to we're going to overcorrect and yeah. and except he's, except then you look at the other side right and you look at Roy Moore who really at this point is like on the flip side of the Al Franken story fully right which is he is basically and the Republican Party is now saying Mitch McConnell said the voters will decide let the voters decide. This, this, right? And I, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy where now, basically, because the Republican Party doesn't want a Democrat to win in Alabama, they are totally withdrawing their, and, and not even withdrawing, they're throwing their support behind Moore, and they're withdrawing all of their moral objections to him, which yeah. have been stated repeatedly, and they mm -hmm. are just saying, let the voters decide. I think that this Al Franken thing helps Roy Moore. And, and maybe people think it doesn't because people are saying like, look, right, I got to hear more about this. I think it helps Roy more because I so I could see the Democrats saying like, look, see, we did the right thing. So now Republicans, you do the right thing. And that are right. Like that argument's not going to fly. This helps Roy more because what it says to, to me or to an Alabama voter is, look, this sexual harassment scandal stuff is spiraling out of control. We're now asking people to resign for something as 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 small and potentially insignificant as as you know putting you know the way kissing that you hug someone, the way you hug during a USO the show. way you hug someone and oh yeah or like being part of like these skits and like they're all sexually oriented skits. It's the USO that's right. what they do and like you knew that going not any, in not anymore. <laughs> you know it's sort of like um, and so. You know, I think actually people are going to say, oh, like we've gone too far I mean, and like I'm sort of sick of it. And like I'm just going to pick the person who I think is most like me and, and gonna advance my agenda. Right. All right. So I, think, I totally 100 percent disagree with you. Good. Yeah. Um, which is that this is the only way that if Moore gets elected, which I think it's looking pretty he's gonna get elected. possible. Yeah. Right. Um, if Moore gets elected, this is the only way that the Senate has a leg to stand on um, in in ejecting him or in maybe the Democratic minority calling for him to be ejected. Because if they kept Franken yeah. and then Moore came in, what are they going to be like, well, so Moore's got to go, but Franken can so stay. So that, that's what you're play, playing for is the vote of no confidence or whatever from the Senate? I mean, him? I'm not super hopeful that Moore won't you be need, seated, right? But you need think, a two-thirds majority, right, to do yes, that. So. I think that Moore will be seated. But I do, I mean, McConnell has said do you really think that, that they're going to put it to the Ethics Committee. Do you really think that Republican senators are going to say, oh, we'll give up our majority to, no, to like get out is, rid of a guy who like had, you no, know. No, I think this is the long game. I think this is maybe not even about more. You think it's about Trump impeachment? Yes. And I think it really is about the, the Democratic Party having to be able to say, not that we're like the party of moral purity because that's ridiculous yeah, and I yeah. really hope that that's the, not the stand that I, they take. I, that disturbs me. But more saying, you know, or not more, gosh, I can't use that word now, um, but rather saying, you know, we take concrete steps when we believe that somebody has been, been guilty, possibly guilty of sexual harassment. You know, you 
we now want more out, more yeah. and more out, right? And he may not get out. He yeah. may stay, which is a horrifying thought. Um, but it's the long game. They're, they're, I do think they're being very smart about this. I totally, I, you know, um, well, God bless them if they are. I, I think that it's basically saying like, hey, we're embracing identity politics and particularly the politics of women. We saw that Million Women March. We saw the, the, how people are upset about Trump. And we actually think that that's a winning, okay, um, so I'm just that's a winning strategy. To say that I do not believe that, that using sexual harassment um, strategically has anything to do with identity politics. And I really have to push back hard on this one because They're not. sexual harassment is not a woman's problem. I'm not saying sexual, sexual harassment. Sexual harassment is a, is a man's problem. The no. men are the one doing it. I'm saying, so there's a difference between sexual harassment and calling whatever your, your punitive measures, calling for somebody to resign. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. What I'm talking about is that this specific act of all these Democrats standing 30 calling for saying Franken. saying franken you've lost your confidence the senate if you like if the senate is no place for sexual harassers and you're a sexual harasser even though we haven't actually established that with any kind of due process you seem to be a sexual harasser go mm -hmm. right and that's what they basically said yes and i think that they're making that call based on this calculus mm -hmm. that um that women are going to come out and vote in in 2018 in a major way to condemn or 2020 to get, we're to, talking about or here 2020 too, because to Trump condemn, is going to run condemn Trump condemn more and basically the idea I think is that Democrats are the party of women is is sort of like the how about will the be. party not oh, the anti-sexual harasser see, party see that's my point Andrew is that just because you're against sexual harassment right. it doesn't mean you're the women's party it right. means you're the party that wants a world in which there is no sexual harassment and that there's no tolerance for that behavior but the, that doesn't make you the women's but party but the democrats are trying to say that's our party our party stands yes, against absolutely. sexual harassment yes. and the republicans don't that's yes. the strategy the Repu they're making the point which i think you would agree with that the republicans some republicans seem to be willing some republican politicians let me be very specific seem to be willing to throw aside the moral uh, compunctions that they have operated under for all of these years if it means supporting Roy Moore. And Trump basically came out and said as much. He said, I'm going to support Roy Moore because we don't want a Democrat in there. We want a guy on our team in there. And it doesn't matter who he is. Right. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the point the Democrats are making, right? right? By doing this, which is saying like, we don't, we're not going to be team over morals. Yeah. We're going to be morals over team. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think in the long run, people are going to say, well, I, I think that the Republicans, for example, tried that in 2000, uh, sorry, in 1990, when was it? Clinton's impeachment, right? Yeah. They, they tried this idea of like, we're going to be the moral party and we're going to, and this Who is- Who did? The Republicans. The Republicans, yeah. They okay. impeached Clinton basically yeah. for having an affair. Yes. And, um, and that they kind of, they tried to become this sort of moral, take this right. moral high ground and they got crushed doing it right. and I think every time you do that and you kind of go for the moral high ground and you say like oh well we uh, believe I in these so, values yeah. I think you lose because because what it does is it basically it start it pushes away all the issues that people really care about I mean if people really do believe like you do that coming out as the party against sexual harassment makes them a woman's party or makes them somehow um, the party of identity politics, like that's very sad to me. And you may be right. Maybe that is what people will think. And the truth is neither of us can, you know, prognosticate uh, yeah. what what the future will hold. I, I, I think though that, you see the problem is that the Republicans now have a very 
have a really nice sort of nuanced approach, which is to what? say, they, well, they have an argument to that, right? Which is to say, hey, we're not for sexual harassment. And we actually had a guy resign too for sexual harassment this very week. But at the same time, we don't, we, we're the party of, of not saying like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna throw out a guy like Al Franken for doing something relatively small. Like, I that's don't know. not what we are. I have to say, like I and I know that you're really sensitive to contempt, so I'm not yeah. being, I'm not being contemptuous. Yeah. But the idea that you could make an argument that the Republican Party right now is being strategically nuanced when their leader, their ostensible leader, right whose nickname, honestly, like, is Maximum Chaos in yeah. my head, because yeah. this guy just, like, there's no strategy, there's no nuance, it's just all the stuff we've talked about before. Right. Like, bull in a china yeah. shop he's, cap- he's Captain Id. Right, exactly, <laughs> like, chaotic. Yeah. Um, I just, to me, I just see, and maybe this is being yeah. seeing things through different tribal maybe I'm not putting lenses, this, but, putting like, this. I don't see the Republicans right now as being a party of nuance and strategy. I see them panicking and struggling like a drowning person well, to try to keep their heads above water and not get totally destroyed. Well, what's interesting is you are seeing a lot of conservatives coming to Al Franken's defense, right? And you could say, <laughs> right? And, and they cynically, are. Cynically. Cynically. Maybe, right? And so uh, you could say they're doing that out of self-preservation or you could, you know, saying like, or maybe what they're sort of saying is is um, that they that they are going to play on this there's this like backlash problem and know, they're, they're, they're going to play on that. You can't have Newt Gingrich on the one hand saying like, oh, we're lynching Al Franken. Yeah. And then on the other hand, have other Republican leaders saying like, but we totally support Roy Moore and we'll yeah. let the voters decide whether he should be in the Senate or not. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Chaos. Like their message is super inconsistent. Yes. And I, in my opinion, and I feel like the Democrats are working to be consistent. So so then here's the wrap up question then. So Franken this week, his resigning. Yes. Net positive or net negative for women? For women. For women. And then also let's say for the Democrats. Okay. Easy answer is for the Democratic Party. For me, it's definitely a net positive. For the Democrats. And I'm shocked that people don't see that, to be yeah. honest. Uh-huh. And I think all of this conspiracy theory stuff needs to be like stuffed down a hole where it belongs. Okay. Um, for women, I think it's a net positive, but, but less obviously so. Because I think in the end, anything that, that disempowers men or takes away men, the entitlement that men feel to touch women's bodies mm-hmm. who are not their wives right. um, or girlfriends. <laughs> sometimes even their wives. And yeah. sometimes <laughs> even their wives or girlfriends, thank you. Um, I think that, that anything that inhibits that entitlement is a positive. Okay. Uh, I would say that this is a net positive for women taking the long-term thing. I think for the Democrats and for 2020 and for Roy Moore, net negative. I think that this will... Uh, easily, and maybe nuance isn't the right word, but this will be easily painted by the Republicans as like, hey, Over, there's, a witch hunt, there's a witch hunt, yes. and um, yeah, I this see, goes too I far. I see it. I see it. It's a possibility. And you know what this really means, Andrew? It means we're going to keep doing this podcast. Yeah, forever. Until certainly the 2020 <laughs> right. elections are over. <laughs> I know. Because what we really, we wanted to talk about taxes. We did. But then this just keeps coming up. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's, it stays interesting. I've yeah. literally never been more interested in politics in my entire life. Yes, I only used to care about things like musical theater. Because it's not really politics. We're, we're not. We're not even really but talking about. We're talking about. 
something else. But I think it's equally interesting and maybe more important. So anyway, with that, um, thank you. And yeah, uh, let's give a little shout out of thanks again to the ATCO crew yeah. for generously hosting they're us. They're so nice. They're, they actually, they, they seem happy to see us. When but my theory there. is that it's they're always happy because we're here on a Friday. Okay. <laughs> anyway, they're Who nice. isn't happy they're really in an nice office on us. a Friday? And uh, I think that's uh, that's it. Uh, follow, continue to follow us on Facebook. Would you like our podcast on iTunes? Would that be so hard? Please, please just do that. Please. And, um, and that's, that's it. Thanks again. See you next week. Bye.